We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm from Florida. And you know what we have in Florida? We have lakes. We have a lot of trees, alligators, mosquitoes. You know what we don't have in Florida? I really don't mountains. No, know, know where you're going. We don't got yeah. ma- we don't got mountains in Florida. You know, fact, fact. So uh, that was his opening line <coughs> when he first DM'd me. <laughs> you remember that? I remember. I, that. I was I was listen to our dating episode. If you haven't. I was in line. We we really don't have like believe it, we really don't have mountains in Florida. Yeah, it was a good opening sentence um, with the first DM. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but I'm in Colombia right now. Um, hola. Uh, they have a lot of mountains here, right? So my friend Jacob, a nice British man. I'm a little side story, but I met this British man last time I was here. Um, he speaks Bangla. This is a white man in, I met in Colombia that speaks Bangla. Where do you find that? Only in Colombia. Anyways, I told him to take me hiking into the mountains because uh, there's this hiking spot that has a beautiful waterfall that uh, he lied to me about and said that he had went there before, but he really didn't. He tried to get there one time before, and he was incapable of getting there because it's a treacherous journey. So I was soon to find out myself. Uh, so long story short, went on a nice little hike with Jacob, some of my friends, a um, couple hour hike, right? We get to this cross point. You either go left to go into the waterfall or you go right to go to the top of the waterfall. Of course, we're going to go to the bottom of the waterfall. What's the point of going to the top? We're going to jump off. What do I look like? crazy man no yeah (laughs) um so this man forgot to tell me that the journey to the bottom of the waterfall was going to be um final destination you know it's going to be life or death it was going to be um the most dangerous thing that uh you know the the world has to offer um so we get halfway down of course still try it out because you know i'm a wild boy for florida and um starts pouring rain we take that as god's sign saying Mashu, no more. Turn around. It's not going to go your way. It's going to be in your favor. I said, God, thank you. Because I was already really scared. Didn't want to go anymore. Wild Jacob is like, come on, mate. Come on, mate, isn't it? Come on, mate. Mate, come on. Come on, bruv. Bruv, isn't it? Bruv, mate. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and um, so we turn around. Uh, we get rained on for like two hours. Um, covered in rain. Uh, water, rainwater. Uh, something about the Colombian rainwater is just different. I don't know what it's made of over here. Freaking the devil. But I, I got the biggest fever of my life. I had COVID like two months ago. This fever was worse than COVID. Can you believe that? What kind of fever is that? I A Colombian it. fever. Anyways, um, so I'm overcoming from a fever right now. Sorry if I cough a lot. I'm going to edit it all out anyway. I try my best. But um, yeah, uh, moral of the story is if a British man you meet in Colombia who speaks Bangla uh, takes you hiking in the mountains, uh, you could trust him. You can go with him, but just be careful. Um, don't get rained on. Bring like a waterproof 
uh, jacket. I feel like this experience is just personally for you. No, I think it happens. <laughs> I think it happens a lot. You know, I think a lot of people come <laughs> come across people like that. But again, you know, I'll, like I was saying, frost cut off. More of the story. Um, right. Don't get rained on. You understand? Right. That's very poetic. Think about that. Normal people, like you know, actually like look at the weather before they go and bring umbrellas. But I guess who's gonna bring an umbrella? Yeah. Like I'm here using both my hands to save my life. My umbrella. I gotta hold on to my umbrella. What do I look like? <laughs> All right, welcome back to Difficult Dish, a podcast about different South Asian narratives. My name is Mahua. My name is Mashnoon. I hope y'all liked um, Mashun's solo episode last week, but I'm back mm. and I'm here to stay. This man suffered by himself. Yeah, with I did. The solo I'm sorry episode, if y'all but he. To but no, it was actually good. But he had a little fire rap at the ending of the episode. If you mm. know, you know. <laughs> you gotta listen all the way to the end if you yeah. want to hear it. Don't skip. But also, if you haven't listened to our dating trilogy or series, three-part series, please go listen to that because yeah. it is one of our best. Yeah, we need to run those up. Especially the story of us, of how we met. Mm. I think that was what, episode 49? Something like that. That was a that was a goodie. That was a banger. No, that was 50, right? Special 50? No, I think it was 49. Oh, never mind. But what are we talking about today, buddy? I don't know. Wait, before, From Columbia before that, to New York. Before that, where, where were you? Why were you gone? Why was I gone? Oh, yeah. Because um, my MacBook stopped working. Well, actually, it still works. It just doesn't record anymore. So, Mashun, you know, from the bottom of his heart, he sent me his MacBook. So, I am currently using his to record this episode on my mic. So, that's how much I love you guys, you know? Even mm. though my MacBook still works, I'm using a whole other one just to record this episode. Yeah. So, what are we talking about today, buddy? Today, we're going to talk about things that we wish we knew in our early 20s. So a lot of people have been requesting this video because if you guys follow me on the gram and on TikTok, it's at. Oh, uh, Labyrinth F, Labyrinth F, Labyrinth F. <laughs> it's at Labyrinth F. I've been posting. I'm on part four right now. Well, actually, I've, I posted three parts already. And basically, I've been just doing my makeup while talking about all of the things that I wish I knew in my early 20s since I'm 24 now. And one person commented saying that I'm still in my early 20s, but I I hate to bring it to you, but 24 is mid-20s at this point. Yeah, early is. 20s is 20 to 23. Mid is 24 to 26. Mm, Late 27. is 27 to 30. No, mid is 27. Or 27 to yeah. 29. Yeah, whatever. But um, so yeah, all the things that I wish I knew in my early twenties, what I wish someone older than me had taught me or told me, and what I want to tell you guys as life lessons now. Mm. So Mashun and I have you know conjured a list of few things that we want to talk about. You know, paired with some of the experiences that went through it, went went with it, and some of the things that you know made us come to this complete conclusion mm. sorry i'm stuttering but i got a few things mashun's got a few things she's being humble she has like gonna, she yeah. has like 30 things that she wants to talk about she's like yeah i have a list no, of 30 things but like i slimmed it down for you i slimmed it down to like six like, <laughs> why do you have 30 things you want to talk about there's not that many things to talk about no it's because i have 30 things from my videos that i've made on tiktok and instagram so i'm gonna talk about a few of the things that i already mentioned in those videos so if you follow me on that it might be a little repeat for you. But, you know, if you love me, you're going to hear the backstory to each life lesson. So, you know, <laughs> I think why are you laughing? I think uh, the the biggest thing in your early 20s is the fact that you don't want to listen to anybody. So if you're in your early yeah. 20s and you're listening to this, um, we understand that you might 
not listen to anything we say. But like when you're older, you're going to realize that like we're right, you know, so you might as well just like mm-hmm. give yourself a little heads up at, at this time. You know? Yeah. You know, something that I wish I had when I was younger is someone like an older sister or like someone that was like my my, um, you know, like an older person that was guiding me. Hmm. What's the word for it? Uh, uh, I don't know. Just yeah but you know what figure. i mean you know i didn't have anyone to look up to true like i didn't have any guidance right you know i just kind of had to learn by myself but also with experience you learn these things on your own like no matter how many times someone that you trust tells you these things you're not gonna really it's not gonna hit you as hard unless you go through yourself you know that's true you could watch as you many videos as you want on how to drive a car it doesn't mean you know how to drive a car you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you can get- read as many self-help books you want but, but it's not going to help you until you... you've helped yourself. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> you don't you don't know how to help yourself, you know? Right, right. Um, All right, you so... want to start out? With no, no, one? you missed 30 things. Go ahead. Start off. All right, number 1, that's very crucial. Uh. Correct people when they say your name wrong. Slash don't shorten your name for anyone. Mm. How do you feel about that? Mash. <laughs> mash um you know the thing is i I think there's a couple reasons why why i got so upset uh when people call me mosh too long first off i went by mosh like my whole life i think until i was like uh, i don't know like 22 no 23 like i think still like people at my work still call me mosh actually no that's not true they call me mosh you know but they used to um until i told them to change you know call me mosh noon i think one because um my mom loves my name. Um, the the name, my first name, has a backstory, a very uh, a very sensitive backstory that I would be doing an injustice by telling people my name is Mosh. I think my mom used to hear people call me Mosh, and she used to get upset, and I used to get upset at the fact that she was upset. So I definitely stopped that. Um, two, because obviously, you know, these ethnic names you. You, you got to keep them, you know, because you, you get older and you realize people give you nicknames because they just don't want to say your name. You know, it's not right. because they think nicknames are cool. It's not because like, you know, whatever. It's it's because um, your name is difficult to say. Your name is different. You're, they've never seen it before. People fear the unknown. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you get older and you, and you realize the, the morales that people have and, and you realize that you shouldn't like cut yourself short just to make somebody else's life easier. Yeah, we have a whole episode that we made. I forgot episode number seven or something. I don't know. It's it's. I think it's called. It's like um my my name isn't that hard to say. Where we basically talk about how we used to you know white whitewash our name to make it easier for white people to say and how it's so wrong to do it because we realize you know in our adult years honestly like just how beautiful our name is and like it shouldn't be that hard for people to pronounce their name considering there's you know european names like arnold schwarzenegger like so many wow. many so many syllables you know and i used to always call myself mo in elementary school you know like when the teachers see your name they're like giggling they're like oh my god i'm gonna have a hard time with this one you right. know so it's like you don't even want to say your name so i used to always say mo and then it took me until literally the last semester of undergrad to finally say my name, Mahua. And it was a big deal for me because it was very hard for me. Because it's like you, you clam up, you know, when when it finally gets your name, even though you really want to introduce yourself as Mahua, you're like, 
or like your full name it's like it gets you it gets to the point of like your name on the roster and, and you just like end up saying your shorter name you know just to make it easier for everyone else so i'm really glad that i have finally like stood up for myself there is still kind of like a division because like obviously my family and like my friends from elementary school still call me mo but then my recent friends now from college on they call me mahua so i have like this like hannah montana double life mm. but it's like you know i still like it, it feels nice to finally like stand up for myself and it's like yeah there's so much history behind ethnic names and it's like and you have it for a reason you know so don't shorten it and it, it really takes you a long time to actually understand um why you shouldn't whitewash it what's the what's the worst way somebody said your name mo yang <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you no remember way. that someone called me on the phone they were like can i speak to mo yang no way and i was like no you got the wrong number and then they called me again with the right pronunciation <laughs> uh yang uh, yang. How, you, how you get that yeah. how do you get that m-o-y-a-n-g they, they didn't try they didn't try <laughs> they just put two different ethnic names that they saw and combined it together uh, <laughs> i used to always get like mohuya because oh, there's yeah. a y in my name instead of like ua yeah. so i understand that but it was still annoying all right what's your piece of advice next one uh we'll start off light all right we'll, we'll go oh, wow. n- number i got three you know so number one will be oh. light number two will be me- medium and number three will be heavy you know heavy boy oh wow. fat boy wow okay. all right so number one it's a little controversial but hear me out mm. don't save your money what do you just <laughs> say well i how is that the light one that's something that you shouldn't have said at all no no hear me out i told you to hear me out you know what okay you couldn't say it like a disclaimer or anything you just just (laughs) say three words (laughs) no okay obviously don't go broke right that's that's understood but don't live your life absolutely skimping by especially in your early Mm. 20s especially if you're working your ass off especially if you're making money, you know, and giving it to your family, you're taking care of people. Like if if you are putting in that work, I think uh cuz I definitely felt like at the times when I was working really hard and I was taking care of so many things, I didn't ha- I didn't have enough room for myself. I didn't deserve to like take care of myself because so much around me was like turmoil and so much around me just like wasn't in the best condition yet. You know, I think there were there were times when, you know, I think it's okay to spoil yourself a little bit, whether it's, you know, Mm. on the biggest luxury the world has, which is traveling. If you have the ability to travel, if you have some time off school, work, whatever, spend some money on traveling. Traveling is the best thing that you can possibly do in your early 20s, whether it's investing your money into an asset into something tangible that you know will motivate you to work harder. You know, like I used to um, buy like a lot of pair of shoes and I would buy myself a pair of shoes when like I felt like, you know, I earned a, wo- a reward or like an award for something that I've accomplished, you know, and like whenever I got one, I was like, okay, I need to work harder to get another pair, you know? So like mm-hmm. spend your money on things that motivate you to work harder don't just let things sit in the bank and turn to dust in there. Move your money into places where you know it'll motivate you to just make more, you know? 
Well, yeah, it's important to save your money, obviously, but to like what degree? You know, a lot of children of immigrants, they kind of just save their money, save their money. Oh, this money is for when I have a house one day. This money is for my wife one day. So it's like they never actually end up spending any of the money, which is like, you know, buying something from Amazon or it's like buying food for themselves, which was me. Like, I always feel guilty when I spend any sort of money, even if it's like a little, little amount from the dollar store, because my parents always taught me to save and they always taught me to you know, use my money for the good, which is, you know, a good trait, or use that money to help my parents buy a house, you know, yeah. unintentionally, they would give that, give me that pressure. So a lot of um, POCs, a lot of children of immigrants, especially if you don't, if you didn't grow up in like a well-off household, you kind of have like this big, you know, pressure on your shoulders. Mm. So yes, you should save your money and be smart with it, but also don't save it to the point where it's like, you feel horrible if you literally buy yourself food for once yeah. in the week because you're so hungry, you and, know? And I think some some important to keep in mind is like, this is not the situation for everybody, but I think in a lot of circumstances, it's important to remember that like the amount of money that you can save in one month when you're 18 is equivalent to the amount of money that you can save in a week when you're 24, you know, so it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you're working your ass off when you're 18, 19 and 20 and saving all your money. Then you realize when you're 24, 25, 26, you make that in a week or two, you know, so it's like, damn, why did I like deprive myself so much in my youth years when like I got the same amount just like doing this again? It's not the situation for everybody, but this was the situation for me. You know, like nowadays yeah. I make what I made when I was younger a lot quicker you know, and like back right. then, like I wasn't much of a saver, you know, so this isn't me taking my own advice, but like this is me realizing that like, man, if I spent this like X long saving when I was 18, depriving myself, there's no point because you make that so much quicker when you're, when you're older, you know, so just like something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. My next piece of advice. Hold on. I you, wish my you, younger you like self that one? knew. You like that one? Was that like? Yeah, like, that, was a, that was a fire one. That was good? a good one. Like, like five out of five? But out you kind of said it in a you kind of said it in a controversial way. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta little, hook you was, in. You know, I gotta get a little. Hook. It was a little, <laughs> gotta a little cliffhanger. You know? Like, like hey, <laughs> no, I'm, it was like one I'm of here. those. I'm what, here. what was the what was the thing the YouTube era where people would just do um, you know the the thumbnails with like, you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Go on, you know what I'm talking about, like the the th- thumbnails that would make you want to click on the video. Mm. Right, What's the word for it again? That's that's, that's to this no, day. No, there's oh qu- uh, clickbait. Clickbait. Oh, clickbait yeah yeah that was that was a little clickbait yeah you yeah know, you know me don't save our money <laughs> who says that yeah me anyway anyways what, what's your next yeah one? i hope this video is helpful because i know i know a lot of our demographic are just like younger high schoolers and as well as like younger in the 20s so i hope this is helpful for you guys mm. but number three fig this is a two-part series mm. figure out your parents love languages and have individual time with them instead of trying to hang out with both together. This is, you know, if your parents are yeah, together, that's a good one. like that's not a good separated one. or divorced. But this is important because it took me a really long time. Because my personally, my love language is words of affirmation and quality time, right? Mm. So I just assume like everyone else in the world is the same, has the same thing. Mm. But as you guys know, there are like five love languages, which is acts of service, which is like doing things for them. Um, words of affirmation which is like saying oh i'm proud of you you know saying good things to them um quality time which is like hanging out with them and doing things with them gift giving which is obviously gift giving and then what's the fifth one oh physical touch right mm. which is you know hugging them and stuff so 
I realized after a while that my parents' love languages, as obviously I don't want to assume for every single brown parent, but a lot of brown parents, they like getting gifts and giving gifts Mm. and they like quality time. They love when their kids hang out with them or when anyone hangs out with them, you know, even though they don't like beg for it, they don't ask for it, but they really cherish it. So, you know, I realized that like when my parents are mad at me or like I'm mad at them, their way of apologizing is like, getting me gold right or like putting a fruit on my side table right so i figured out that those are their love languages and instead of like waiting for them to because like my dad works full-time and you know they have separate work schedules so instead of me waiting to like hang out with them together i kind of realized that it's so important to do those love languages separately so we kind of have like personal individual time with one another like now um instead of waiting for you know my dad to come home from work and like my mom's tired so like they don't have time to hang out uh, my time with my dad is like literally when he picks me up in his taxi from my house and we go home to my parents right yeah and then my individual time with my mom is like when she's cooking or like when she has her theater show and i go to that and i'm supporting her like things like that it's just individual so i realized that like parents really cherish it when their kids are doing things with them obviously but also having their personal time with each parent because they just feel more i guess special and just really paying attention to their love language you know um i think our parents show us love in so many different ways sometimes it's hard because they don't physically say it out loud like i love you but they show it in different ways so i think it's also important to show it to them in their respective ways as well you know that's a really good one. I got it. Yeah, I, I know. Gotta, I got to tell you that. No, I know. I know. I, l- I like something you said earlier. You, you kind of said like, you said like not everybody has the same love language that you do. And you have to remember mm-hmm. that like different people love in different ways. And I think that like everybody, everybody says that, but like people don't really comprehend that, you know, because like you'd be like, oh, like my parents don't talk to me. They hate me. When it's like, no, like you have to, like you, you really have to know that some people just operate in different ways and that's normal it's like it doesn't make them abnormal i think we we mm-hmm. just we just like are quick to assume that it's like oh they don't do this this way they're weird you know they're they're this they're that when it's like no just different people operate in different ways and it's your job as as their kid to learn the way that they operate because there are probably things about you that they're very they're very confused about they're like why mm-hmm. does my daughter or son operate this way so you both have mm-hmm. to just really find mutual footing and mutual ground and a lot of time it's the kids duty because parents don't really know how to how to initiate you know so right remember that different people love in different ways just because you love a certain way doesn't mean that everybody does fact all right you got your next one my next one is this one you know we don't gotta spend too much time on because I, I know i've said this a lot in the past um but it's important um you don't know yourself. And you, what are up with these clickbait ones that he just keeps saying? You don't know yourself and you don't know the people around you either. Mm. Um, I know I've said this story in the past, so I won't spend too much time on it. But one one night, um, I think it was my 21st birthday, me and my sister were hanging out. And, you know, this was around the time when we started rekindling our relationship. And, you know, we were in conversation, blah, blah, blah. And she said something like... Uh, like, oh, you know, when you're like age zero to 18, you you grow at like a linear 
um, a linear graph, right? It's just like steady, linear, every year, same amount of growth. Once you hit like 18 and 19, that linear graph becomes exponential, right? It, it spikes mm-hmm. up. And then 19 mm-hmm. to 20 is an even like is an even bigger spike. And then 20 to 21 mm-hmm. is an even bigger spike, you know? So it's like when you're 18, you're like, man, I know everything. And then when you're 19, you're like, damn, I thought I knew everything at 18. But now that I'm 19, I know everything. And you turn 20, you're mm-hmm. like, damn, at 19, I thought I knew everything. But now I'm 20 and I know everything. And that, that thing mm-hmm. like in keeps happening, at least until like your late 20s, you know? And so that's something that I I really tell myself all the time. Because especially when we go through these these phases of exponential growth, where we're like, where you start just understanding so much more. I remember when I was 21, I would start going out a lot more with my friends and I would just be like infatuated with the idea of just like getting into deep conversation with a stranger. You know, that's something that I never did growing up, you know, but like when I turned 21 and I, I go to all these places and like the idea of becoming so close to somebody out of nowhere that that just blew my mind. I became addicted to just talking to people. And throughout doing that, I'm like, I went through a phase where I was like, man, I'm talking to all these people. I'm making all these friends and connections. I know so much. When you really have to bring yourself back and be like, no, like this is normal life. Like this is what happens. Mm. You know, th- this is how life goes. You have to bring yourself back and understand that like, yes, you're learning a lot, but always stay humble and realize that there's always a whole other universe to discover. And when your head gets mm-hmm. too big, that's when things in your life start messing up because you feel like you've already gone ahead of schedule when the reality is like you haven't. You're still behind schedule, if anything, you know? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, I think when you're young, you always think that you're on top of the world and that you know everything. That's why, like, when your parents say anything to you, you're like, no, I know more than you. Yeah. You know, you always just think that you know more than adults and, like, more than anyone in general, more than your teachers. And then you know you get to your 20s and you're like oh shit like i don't know anything especially when you start traveling and start exploring like more cultures and different people and ideas and going into college if you do that it's just like oh wow there's just like so much more to this world that i don't know anything about and Mm -hmm. like i really gotta come down from like space you know you do yeah yeah you like that one that was a good one yeah five out of five yeah whatever all right so the next piece of advice that i wish i could tell my younger self Mm. is think about taking your parents on trips and errands instead of asking your friends first what are your thoughts on that buddy oh yeah it's a good one i used to do a lot of that growing up and you know what my mom would do yell at me what get mad at me when you would ask her to hang out yeah but you know what i did anyway (laughs) just keep asking her you know you, they're always yeah. a little bit hot they're always a little hostile in the beginning that's normal you know they're just you know they're just not used to used to it you know but you gotta get them used to it you know it's so funny because like they want you to like ask more they do like they want their words of affirmation is like you gotta beg 
to and like tell them that you want to hang out with them and then mm. they'll finally say yes yeah but i remember like i used to always ask my friends to go on trips with me and vacations with me and i took my mom to paris in belgium and she was just so happy about it mm. because like she wouldn't she would have never gone by herself yeah and she, she still croissants. brings it up three years later yeah yeah she had those chocolate croissants and it's like yeah, some nice baguettes no one else would take them you know sometimes Good. your parents are in like toxic relationships or they don't have friends to go on trips with or not even trips just like go to the garden with or go grocery shopping with you know mm. and it just means so much more to them when they actually their kids take them and it's like you they get to brag about you on facebook you yeah know? they do it's facebook posts <laughs> yeah all right so the last one i got um i wrote a i wrote a little piece wrote, wrote a little tip and then in writing the tip i remembered a tiktok that i saw and this tiktok had a really good piece of advice that i noted because i just really liked it and i don't know if you've seen it but i'm gonna share it with you and i'm gonna get your take are you ready mm. so the tip is a bottle of water can be 50 cents at a supermarket two dollars at the gym three dollars at the movies and six dollars on the plane same water only thing that changed its value was the place so the next time you feel like your worth is nothing maybe you're just in the wrong place oh wow that's a good one that's a good one how you feel about that anyway be- be- before you comment the piece that i wrote i wrote um Sometimes you need to leave home to find home, you know? So, so what are your thoughts mm. on that? It just shows that like the, the people that you surround yourself with has a big impact on how you feel about yourself. You know, the both, both of us moved out. A lot of people have to have to add some distance, have some separation between their past self and the self that they're trying to become. And, uh, mm. you know, you don't realize how valuable that space is until um, you have it. And you're definitely not going to realize how valuable it is while you're in that space and you're definitely not going to know what you're capable of until you break yourself out of whatever it is that you're used to no that's a good one because i feel like especially a lot of people think that their elementary slash high school friends are forever friends and for the most part some of them are but also you are not the same person that you are from high school or even from early college or college and even adult years you know you keep on growing and you keep on making new friends as you grow. And if you keep having friends or keep keeping friends that aren't up your alley or aren't growing with you anymore, then you don't have to be around them. Because sometimes mm. old friends just make you feel worse about yourself, you know? That's so it's true. important to find people that actually elevate you and people that actually support you and help you grow and motivate you, you know? So. Yeah, that's something that I learned because honestly, a lot of us grew up with competition around us because South Asians, South Asian parents unintentionally just make others like, you know, go for each other because of their grades. They get compared to their neighbors or best friends, whatever it is. So it's hard to find like forever friends. But um, yeah, it's really important to find people that really help you grow, you know? True. Yeah. All right. My next and last one obviously you can watch more of this on my instagram slash tiktok if these aren't enough for you but my last one is don't be scared to bring curry outside because Uh. it smells you know why i like this one because my mom literally called me today 
and I was telling her that we were recording this video and she was like, yeah, I, I really like that one advice that you said <laughs> about about people not eating the curry because they're racist and because they can't handle, you know, the ethnic smell of curry. Yes, yeah, the one she, she remembers. She was like, she, yeah, that was the only thing because I complimented her cooking in that one part, right? I posted a YouTube video <laughs> with this one segment where I said that, you know, white people are kind of like intimidated by curry and like smells like that. And they're disgusted by eating with hands when they see that, even though they're eating like wings that are like dripping down their elbows and like nachos, like going up their nose. But yeah, my mom really liked that. And it's really true because I remember in like, you know, in high school and we had that those cultural nights, like a lot of people didn't want to eat my mom's brown food. And like in in high school or college, like my mom would give me food to bring for lunch and I didn't want to bring like the curry because I knew that there was like a negative connotation with it. And I just didn't want to look lesser than, you know. But now that I'm older, it's like I love when I get sent brown food. Like every time when I go home for the weekend, my mom gives me food to bring back to my apartment. And it's like I literally live for that, you know. Yeah. And it's like I don't give a shit about making other people around me comfortable, you know. Other people around me like like me more. And that's their fault for not being able to like handle it. You know, that's that's on them. And it's like nowadays we see so many people do all these Trader Joe's Trader Joe's hauls of all these, <laughs> you know, chicken th- like tandoori chicken, butter chicken, frozen dishes, and all these white girls McBans. are reviewing them on TikTok. When it's like, we know what y'all were doing five years ago, making mm-hmm. fun of us. We know yep. y'all didn't give a shit about any of this a couple years ago. So it's like, you know. It hurts. It hurts. No, it doesn't. I laugh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I made, I made a video about the clean girl aesthetic on my YouTube and I talked about, you know, in the video I was eating my brown food and I talked about how a lot of the people participating in the clean girl aesthetic now, you know, have like their clean makeup, golden face, like tied back hair, um, like clean food eating, whatever. And it's like, I'm still considered a clean girl, even though I eat brown food, you know? These same girls that used to make fun of us for, you know, being hairy or ugly for bringing, like, brown food to school are the ones, like, literally, um, they love our culture now, even though it's, like, they made us feel so shitty about it. So it's, like, I'm not unclean for liking brown food, you know? I'm not unclean just because I have bushy eyebrows and that's the trend now, you know? So it's just, like, you got to shift your perspective. And it's also about, like, you know, what the hell does smelly and unclean really mean to you so now since we're done with our segment we are moving on to our advice session that do you like the name um tea time no tea time with you don't like that no i thought we agreed on that <laughs> how is how it? about cha time oh uh, no we're not doing that cha time with mo and Ma- not Mushroom? at all you don't even make cha why don't you make cha you have a stone i make jaw sometimes when I've never seen you make jar. Are you gonna make jar tonight? I'll see. You have no reason not to. I already had jar today. So? Yeah. All right. So. All right. As you guys know, we asked you guys to, uh, you know, ask ask you guys about asking us about stuff on our oh, gosh <laughs> on our Instagram <laughs> stories. At, uh, our 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 podcast um instagram is uh at mushroom manier uh follow mushroom hey <laughs> no it's not um and it's then after, after that you can follow at mushroom manier um <laughs> hey stop plugging some yourself. of the points that we have is number one 
don't let people take advantage of your kindness. Mm-hmm. You ever been too nice to somebody? You know, I'm still like that. As a ripe girl of 24 years old, I still feel like, I mean, now I have more boundaries. Now I'm able to like tell people off, but I still feel like some people think that I'm so nice where I won't speak up. But the thing about me is that I've never had trouble with confrontation. Mm. You know how some people are able to kind of just like hold things in and they're mad and they're petty the whole time and they'll just never bring it up to that other person or their friends and they'll just like have that bad energy the, the whole way time. that sh- that's exactly how she is with me no 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 <laughs> you know me when something's on my mind i'll uh, confront it not with you know what i'll, I'll let you go off wait not know, with what we're not gonna act like you know <laughs> no, you'll spend the what? whole day just fuming and then i'll be like hey what's wrong you'd be like nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> Nothing's everything yeah, good. I'll, I'll still <laughs> confront you. Yeah, freaking a year I'll later. I'll still confront you. Remember when I was okay, upset I'm about t- that one thing in 2014? <laughs> <laughs> I was still upset. <laughs> Anyways, continue. I'm not talking about you. All right, all right. I'm talking about everyone outside of you. I'm talking about other people. I have no problem with confronting people. But before, back in the day, I just kind of wanted to, you know, be on everyone's good side. I would never bring mm. it up. I just let it slide. Yeah. And now it's like there's a fire inside of me, you mm. know? It's like there's a difference between confronting in a rude way, but they're, you know, in comparison to like confronting while getting your feelings out and still like putting, like standing your ground, but still being, you know, cordial. Yeah. In Florida, we call that pressing. You know, you oh, wow. You, press you guys invented that word. We don't <laughs> yeah, have we that. <laughs> you would have said it. You know, I, I know uh, you do that freaking first day I met you freaking got into her car crash. She went up to the lady. <laughs> you good? Yeah, I remember that real well. I didn't say you good. I said, are you okay? <laughs> are you good? <laughs> or something like that. Um, next one I got is you are beautiful just the way you are, no matter what the rest of the world says. Don't spend so much time consumed on that boy. Focus on yourself and your growth. Wow. What do you say about that? I mean, I mean, Yeah. Don't focus on that boy. Listen, boys, when they're, you know, boys of all age, first of first off, but especially boys between like 18 and 22, they don't know what they're doing. Mm. So if they tell you that they know what they're doing, they're lying. Mm-hmm. Um, if they know that, if they tell you that they know what's going to happen, they don't. Um, mm. They don't know anything at all. Right. Not a single thing. Um, so if you're, if you're caught up on a boy, um, don't, don't question your worth depending on what a boy did or said. Don't question your worth depending on the comments that you get online or for your, from your mom or like anything, because I think as you get older, you start being more comfortable with yourself and your body. And like, you know, social media nowadays kind of makes you not really, like your own face or like your own body just because you see everyone else's like accomplishments and filters and all this and that but i think you get to a point where you start feeling more comfortable and um that's the beautiful thing about aging nice i got one more a little quickie but you know powerful yeah it's okay to fail yeah you think so? Mm-hmm. You think it's okay to fail? I think so. You know something growing up, like we were always taught to not fail. That mm. means like don't change majors. Have that one major and continue yeah. with it. Be a doctor, right? Yeah. 
always get a hundred. Never get anything below a hundred. Never. Get if you get a ninety-nine, you're disowned, right? Right. So it's like we were always taught to be perfect, perfect. And even now, I have issues with perfectionism, mm. and I realize that I learn the most when I fail, and you cannot be successful unless you've fallen multiple times. Like I failed at my business so many times. I failed at, you know, teaching so many times, just so many different things as an artist. And so important to, you know, have those low points in your life to finally enjoy and have the high points in your life. Exactly. No, what, don't say exactly. What's your point? No, no, <laughs> I, I, exactly. no I, I, I meant that. I agree. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. You know, I've done a bunch of, silly things and without those yeah. silly things i wouldn't be you know the serious lad that i am today oh wow no jokes. <laughs> now he's lying to us now he's lying no jokes yeah that's all we got um we've been popping off on tiktok by the way if you're listening to this we have like a thousand tiktok followers already and Almost. if you are not in the ogs then you're missing out mm. you're missing out Bye. you know we thought you'd be the og supporters but we i guess not we're at Difficult Dish Podcast if you haven't, you know, followed us yet. Yeah. One of you guys is a big fan of me. Like, literally everything we post, it says, <laughs> Masha, more soul episodes. Whoever you are, thank you. I love you. I'll do more soul episodes. Yeah. I think they have a crush on you. Yeah. But thank you so much for listening. We're at Difficult Dish on Instagram mm. and at Difficult Dish Podcast on TikTok. Mm-hmm. What's your Instagram? Masha Manir, of course. Um, Follow us. Like us review us rate us um Mm -hmm. we have track of everybody who listens and doesn't rate us and we have all your phone numbers and your home addresses and um bad things will happen bad things will happen if you don't rate us so uh just rate us all right no advice for today because we've been yapping this whole episode about advices (laughs) that's all we gave so thank you so much for listening and we love you and we'll listen or we'll talk to you guys next week. Allah Hafiz. Allah Hafiz.